Hello and welcome to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. In today's mini app, we're going to talk all about whether or not young performers should have more than one agent. To help us answer this question, we have Ellie Samuels from Spotlight. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Ellie, we've had you on the podcast before, but if no one's heard that episode, which you should go back and listen to it, but if they haven't heard it, can you give us a quick reminder of what you do at Spotlight? Absolutely, yeah. So um, I look after the Young Performer Membership Group, um, which are aged um, from four years old, and I look after the agents who um, represent them um, and the parents kind of the whole thing in a way Um, I sort of commandeer that Uh, I've worked at Spotlight for 16 years now Wow! (laughs) Um, in the early stages it was more in customer support um, looking after the actors and taking inquiries and then about three years ago I moved into this role when this role was created here about sort of moving this membership group forwards and increasing their benefits etc so yeah really heavily involved with the children now and the agents who represent them and just before we get into answering our question, I wondered if you could kind of give us a little bit more of a sense about how young performers kind of interact with Spotlight, if you can sort of talk us through that relationship, because the agent is obviously quite important. Yes, the agent is the key person. So they are the one that probably will introduce the parent to Spotlight. Um, so most of the agents who are um, who represent children on Spotlight will be linked to a stage school, whether it be full-time or part-time. Um, so they, those children will perhaps attend classes and the ones that they feel that maybe could take it a step further into something professional, they will um, encourage the parent probably to think about that and therefore to join Spotlight. Um, having a profile on Spotlight means that um, the agent can then suggest the child for jobs in a in a much quicker and smoother way than they can if they are just a part of the school and maybe linked to the agency without the spotlight platform. Um, so it's a way of a child being able to be seen by casting directors on a professional level. Right. And to get auditions, ideally. Yeah, yeah of course, that's the ultimate goal. So then how is it exactly that agents interact with Spotlight? I know there's obviously different kinds of agents. Um, is there a particular reason, do you think, why someone might have more than one agent, given that there are different types? How do agents work with us, basically? Yeah. So um, each child will have a primary agent, and that's the only way they can join Spotlight, is right. by being invited by their agent. That agent will normally be looking after them in all areas of, of the industry. So particularly given what we just said, they might you know, be at a stage school or doing classes in singing, dancing and acting. So the agent will want to, generally the primary agent, as we call it here, will want to be representing them for all of those three things. Um, what we do see um, and are seeing more and more at Spotlight, I think, with adults as well, um, there always have been agents that represent different areas of the business um, but I think generally with children there would always be one yeah and that is the no- that still is the norm actually so they represent them in all different fields um, but with the increase of voiceover work and anime and particularly for kids as well we are seeing some children's voiceover agents um, uh, establishing themselves and and joining spot or registering with spotlight um, we also have more and more overseas agents and that now is tipping into children as well. So people contacting us from overseas, whether it be the States or Australia, um, other parts of Europe, um, and they are wanting to represent children too. And they're sort of getting to know about Spotlight. We're becoming much more 
um, international, which is great. So we are seeing different agents sort of come up um, for children representing different areas of the business. Um, I think the key ones are overseas and voiceover. Right. And then the other one, the third one, alternative one, will be more of the sort of commercial model type agency. Um, we're all seeing, also seeing quite an increase in those types of agencies for children. So I think, therefore, what's happening is because we're engaging more with these kinds of agents and, and they exist um, then obviously parents are coming across them more. So we're right. getting more queries about it and hence coming together and talking about the pros and cons or the sort of, you know, the, the, the things that may come up when you think about having more than one agent. Right. Well, I think that's a perfect opportunity to go into it then. Why would you consider having more than one? And, and what do you think the main, I guess, pros, but also there are obviously some drawbacks. Maybe we yes. should start with the positive. Yeah, positives. Um, so definitely... A voiceover agent, um, I think, because they really do look at a different area of right. the market. And I think, you know, voiceover contracts and things like that work in different ways. It's not to say that a, a primary agent who looks after a child for singing, acting and dancing, you know, um, stage and screen work wouldn't know how to negotiate or right. handle a voiceover inquiry but I think sometimes they know that it's a different field of work so they may well be happy for the parent to engage with an alternative agent because yeah. it's a different field of work. Um, I think sometimes with voiceover agents as well although we are seeing an increase in voiceover breakdowns coming through Spotlight it also a bit like model agencies they kind of have their own contacts and, mm. and casting directors or people production companies may contact them directly as opposed to using a casting platform like us. It's probably worth mentioning there before we go any further that obviously that would then relate to what it is the child actually wants to do in the yes, industry. Absolutely. So the, the first consideration might just be, does your child actually want to do some other particular kind of work, be it modelling or voiceover or something Definitely. like that? Definitely. It has to come from the child, and we should yeah. never forget that. So you're absolutely right to mention that. And so hopefully as a parent, you know, and also the main agent will say, well, that might be too much, or you know, think right. about what the child wants. Ideally, I suppose, if an alternative agent came a parent's way, it would be through some journey that made sense, you know, rather yeah. than it sort of plucked out or suddenly an idea, or why don't we do this because other people are doing it? Or So ideally yeah. it will have come through perhaps just a gig happening, a right. voiceover gig happening, and then the child sort of seems to have quite a talent for it, and then they might be approached or the main agent might be approached. The other one I would say would be an overseas agent. Um, overseas agent would probably, again, don't try and find one. There's no need for one, and again, everything should really go through the primary agent, mm. um, if you're thinking of that, to have the conversation. But sometimes a child might do quite well, and so they travel overseas um, I think an overseas agent in America is probably what you think of first because work over there is so different and if they do do something that then has exposure in the states they might then require an agent or right. the, the primary agent over here might need to find someone or a manager over there obviously they're chaperoned but it just obviously exposes the child to things and um, and opportunities and so agents might start coming the parents way and saying oh yes. you know we'd like to so that can arise and there can be opportunities with that and as long as the agents work well together this has to be the case with all scenarios like this when there's a secondary agent that the agents are aware of each other 
and understand the relationship um, and, and work well together. And there should be communication between the parent and both agents. The key thing, which I should have said straight away with any um, secondary agent, is that you should always check your contractual obligations with the primary agent Absolutely, and yeah. make sure that, because um, many of them will have a sole representation policy only, which we can talk a bit more about. But um, if that is the case, then you definitely need to talk to the agent about it before making any decisions. And they may well make an exception, given the fact that that secondary agent will be doing something completely different. But those things should always be checked. And then I think, like I said earlier, the third um, pro or you know, situation that, that where there would be some positives is if it was a model agency. And again, that agency was in agreement with the primary agent that this was all fine and they were going to sort of look after a, a different area of work. Maybe the child um, does some catalogue work or some, you know, photo idents, um, things that maybe aren't so featured on Spotlight or, right. or areas of work that are separate. Um, mm. But I think for children, I would always drive to parents um, if they're sort of worried or thinking, should I have another one or how many agents should I have? That, that just having one agent is absolutely sufficient for a child. Yeah, and I think sure. I was recently actually doing a and a with a casting director and she was in total agreement with me. Um, mm. it, it, it isn't to say that there aren't positives um, yes. and, and in the right circumstances it can work. But I think just know the choice that you're making and why you're making that choice. Definitely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you kind of hit upon the fact that there are some key questions you would need to figure out as a parent before if you are approached by another agent before you took on another agent for your child. So, for instance, asking about sole representation policies. Definitely, yes, that would be the first thing to check. Yes. And some people might not be aware of that, you right. know, of that term. Um, so sole representation obviously is exactly what it says, but you, it would have been in the contract that you would sign as a parent. Of, um, but I think it's always, I always encourage agents to, to communicate it verbally to parents as well because it's such a new world for many of them some of them that I meet have been actors themselves and so they're at an advantage because they understand the way things work um, but so many I think out there don't know anything about the industry so it's sort of they don't really know the questions to ask or the things to look for yeah um, but sole representation I see as a positive thing yeah I think if an agent is 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 that's the way they operate um, then that's a positive thing if they don't operate that way, then as long as they're clear about it, um, mm. you know, again, that can be positive. But just to be clear um, what their terms and conditions are. Yes, before going any further. Yeah. I want to ask you then, in terms of drawbacks or potentially, I think one of the sort of key questions that comes out of everything we've been talking about so far is whether or not having more agents would mean actually having more auditions. So I kind of wonder, what do you think of that yeah, I think this comes up. And, and when I chat to parents at some of our workshops, um, you know, it will be something that they will say they kind of think, well, the more the merrier. And, right. you know, well, hopefully if their face is seen more, yeah. like five times or something, <laughs> then, the, then the casting director will bring them in. Because that literally will be what happens. So if, you know, there were three agents and each agent suggested them for the same job on Spotlight, their photo would appear on the suggestion list three times. That doesn't necessarily mean you know yeah that they're definitely going to get called in or they're more likely to I, I don't I really I mean I yeah I don't think there's anything to support that um, right as I think if anything it could sometimes 
be a bit of a warning sign for the casting director potentially that okay well that's okay that this child has got three agents but the agents clearly aren't maybe communicating with each, each other, other because yes. they're all putting True. them forward for the same job and if they were looking at different areas of the industry for this child then surely only one of them should be suggesting them for that job. Absolutely. Um, I think also if every single child was suggested multiple times, then it would, it, yeah, it's not going to be a, a <laughs> Might good, a good thing. Might drive the casting directors a little batty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's. I think it's just something to think about. Yeah. And I think because, again, parents won't necessarily know how it looks or how a, when, a, when an agent makes a suggestion, mm. you know, how it then appears on the casting director's screen. Um, so they've got lots of thumbnails, you know, of, of all of their, um, the suggestions. And they need to surf through those, obviously, and decide who to bring in. So that isn't something that a parent will necessarily be able to appreciate or, or, yeah, or sure. visualise or know. Mm. And why would they? But I think if you sit down and think about it, I mean, you know, we see how it works here, don't we? So we know and we could make an informed decision. So if I was to put my child on spot, I could think, well, actually, and I know all of this, I know, and I think, well, no, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. I'd probably rather just have, have the one, one agent doing one thing. Absolutely, because you've yeah. touched upon another sort of, not drawback, but thing to consider, I suppose, which is the communication aspect of it. Yeah. If you do have more than one agent, you've got to take into consideration that there has to be communication between them. And if they're not communicating with each other, then it's also your responsibility really as well, isn't it, yeah. as a parent to Absolutely. manage that. And it takes time. I mean, I think I've only got one child and I, and I think... There's so much to do all the time <laughs> with working, and but if if I was yeah, if you've got more than one child, or or you've and, and then you know you've got one of, one of your children, maybe two of them are on spotlight, and then if one of them or two of them have more than one agent, yeah, it's a lot of communicating to do. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, you know, there's the the head teachers at the schools to communicate as, with as well about audition time and if they get a job. Um, so if you've got, I don't know, for me anyway, if you've got more than one agent, you put that into the equation, mm. then you've just got more conversations going on. Right. More more trying to, sort of more scheduling going on or yes. trying to. You've doubled um, your admin, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and potentially just things getting a bit confused. Yes. Um, one thing that I really feel for the child as well is when they come to an audition, sometimes when they go into the space... Just as a bit of chit-chat, the casting director might say, so who's your agent? Now, the child needs to know which agent... Is their agent. Is yeah. their agent for that particular job that they've right. been... Ideally, ideally. Mm. Now, again, it's just confusion, you know, that maybe you want to avoid, and I think particularly if the child isn't sure. So, the, so A, the parent needs to be certain who, which agent they got that audition through, ideally, mm -hmm. so that should they need to fill in a form or anything there on the day that they know why they're there and who yes. got them there. I think, yeah, with communication, which is how we sort of started that little bit, is it, then it can all be fine. Yes. But just be aware that, therefore, yeah. there's, there's more communication that needs to happen and just sort of understanding of the processes. Absolutely. I think one thing I kind of wanted to ask you as well about that is, do you think um, maybe having more than one agent is partially the kind of process of a parent trying to find the right agent, that right primary agent? Do you think it's a kind of matter of, um, yeah, just trying on agents for size? I think sometimes that is the case, definitely. And I get that. Um, I think that, you know, the relationship with the agent is so important. Um, ideally, they will already have a good relationship with the one that invited them to join in the first place. Um, 
But if things sometimes things don't work or sometimes parents hear about other agents and they're just interested and it's their child, so it's, you know, absolutely that's their prerogative to obviously, again, always firing back to check the contractual obligations with the um, primary agent. But if they don't operate sole representation only, then there's no reason why the parents shouldn't try other agents and work on those relationships and then decide which one works best. Absolutely, you know, the, which one the communication with is better, um, which ones sometimes they feel they get more auditions through, I, you know. Yeah, it can be a matter of lots yeah, of different Yeah, lots factors. of different things. So I think, you know, it's their right to do that as long as they, they know why they're doing it. I think as long as parents know why they're adding other agents and that is um, certainly conversations I've had with some parents that sometimes does ring true. Yeah. That they're just trying to suss out what works best. Um, but on the whole... And I think we've already said it, but I, I think one can't say it enough. Generally, an agent, whether it's for, for an adult or a, or a child, an agent, particularly with children, because they're the one that has invited the child or the parent yes. to join because obviously they can't join without an agent, they generally will be sole representation only, generally, you know, as a rule. Um, or certainly, even if they don't operate, that policy should be communicated with before adding any other agents. Right. So to summarise everything we've talked about today, <laughs> should young performers have more than one agent? What are the key things to keep in mind? So I do feel that my advice would be that one agent is absolutely sufficient for a child on Spotlight. And I think um, everything ideally operates much more smoothly in all areas, whether it be the agent and the casting director, the agent and the parent... Um, the child and the parent, the school, etc. Um, however, as we spoke earlier, you know, there can be some benefits from having a secondary agent, for example, if they're doing covering a different area of the industry. So that that would sort of be the, the short answer, I think. And that would be my advice, definitely. And should any parents be thinking about adding other agents, we are here to answer any questions. Perfect. And if people want to ask more questions, Ellie, yeah. what should they do? Come to me. I'm here. <laughs> they can drop you an email? Yeah, or? yeah, definitely. They can drop me an email. Um, and that's ellie.samuels yeah, ellie at com. Um, the questions at spotlight.com for the attention of Ellie as well. Also, there's also the, um, the one-to-ones that... I do every Tuesday and sometimes Mel as well, um, who works here and looks after the kids too. So we both are happy to actually speak or Skype or if people can come into the office for a one-to-one -one session, we can talk these things through as well. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Ellie. My pleasure. We hope that that question is now firmly answered for you today. If you do have any other questions, as Ellie said, drop us an email at questions at spotlight.com. Otherwise, there is also that other podcast we mentioned with Mel and Ellie talking about young performer agents. That's all for now from the Home of Casting. 